There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Take time's done, we're having a night Hi guys Hi guys, it's Sophie And Ari, and you're listening to Having a Night, season three. It's really shaping up, you guys. We've already done some incredible interviews. Uh, We're already on board for a fantastic season filled with delicious things, (laughs) ideas. I wish that we could send you all the food that we're going to be talking about. It's really, we were saying this before, Sophia, that's like the number one problem with the podcast is that it's a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. The only problem with this being a podcast is it being a podcast. I totally agree. Especially because I think you and I are actually very visual people. Well, we're like, we're very into the other senses. So it's sort of ironic that like we've chosen this as the medium. Exactly. But that's why it pairs well with our Instagram, I guess, because then at least you can see what we look like. <laughs> and see the food that we're cooking. Wait, what's happened since episode 49 of season two? Yeah, Kyle's episode, Kyle McLaughlin, if you guys haven't listened, please do. What an honor and a privilege. It aired September 3rd. A lot has happened. We are a month and change out from then and less than a month till the election, which is frightening. (laughs) Frightening. And also I'm like, I don't think I could do more than a month of this. Like my cortisol levels are through the roof. Raging. Mine too. Have you been having trouble sleeping? The worst trouble sleeping. Can't sleep to save my life. I'm sure you guys are all very stressed too. Even our people who are not in America, obviously, it's not as if this is like a happy time in any corners of the world. Yeah. I mean, so it's funny, like a lot has changed, right? Our president got COVID. That was a big deal. And yet nothing has changed. We're basically still in lockdown. Yep. <laughs> We're still wearing masks. I'm still yeah. really scared of getting COVID. The temperature outside has dropped. The president's temperature has risen. Very exciting when he got COVID last week, as we all know. I mean, who knows? Once this airs in three days, maybe things have changed. That's how fast the news cycle is moving. It's crazy. Do you sometimes like see the front page of, you know, of like the times in the 1990s and you're like, oh my God, this was all so quaint. Like oh, totally. life used to be so sweet. What the yeah. fuck Yeah. Well, there've been so many huge news stories that, you know, in olden times used to take up a week of news. And now we're just being bombarded with huge story after huge story daily that it's like, uh, it's impossible to slow down. You can't, that's why you can't sleep. You're going to miss FOMO. You're going to miss the world ending. Don't miss a beat. I mean, speaking of bombs dropping, guys, we've started doing a weekly guac guy posts, if you haven't been following along. <laughs> yes. Those have taken up a lot of ours in my time, you know, thinking about who is the guackiest guy this week. If you are new to this show, first of all, welcome. And second of all, we do talk about guac guy a lot. He's kind of our funny little mascot who we love to hate, but secretly love. Secretly love. Yeah. Um, And he is the guy who comes over to your dinner party with all the ingredients to make guacamole when 
He has not asked what you are serving or if he is even allowed to cook, but he is a new foodie and is convinced that he makes the ultimate guacamole and yes. truly no one could care less. And he calls so, it his signature guacamole, yes. obviously. Yes. <laughs> it's my uh, signature. You're never going to guess what the, what the secret ingredient is. Yeah. Uh, is it garlic? Is it chipotle? Because I just damn. How'd you know? (laughs) Oh, you're good. You're good. So good. You're good. (laughs) We've got guacay of the week. Always taking submissions via DM and email. Hello at havinganightpodcast.com. That's true. Yeah, you could slide into our emails. That's not so much a slide as like a a bang. Yeah, exactly. Bang into our shoving up against the door. Yeah. We have some amazing guests. Next week, we have on Douglas Little, who is so fantastic. If you don't know who he is, he runs Heretic Perfume. And he also, he used to, so he used to do like a lot of window dressing. He does a lot of events. He has an incredible eye. Look up Heretic Perfume and Douglas Little on Instagram and you will get exactly what we mean. He's very like Edwardian, very goth, so chic, very sexy. Like his whole vibe is just amazing. Yeah, here's some sp- Maybe a couple spoilers and teasers to to get people excited. So Heretic Perfumes, right? He's the guy behind the vagina candle, the goop of vagina candle. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's huge. This is like a cultural moment, zeitgeisty moment of the vagina candle. Um, And second of all, when he was 16 years old for his birthday, he asked for a coffin. And slept coffin. in it for two years. Yeah, which... Slept in it, slept in a coffin. Very, you know, very excited, excited to have him help kick off the season. It is October after all. This is a man who's obsessed with Halloween, as are we. Yeah, we're trying to get spooky. The thing is, I would say he's sexy spooky, we're silly spooky. So in a way, it's a match made in heaven. It's a great interview. So he'll be on next week. He's our first guest. We have on the Colonistas, who we did that orange olive oil cake video for. They are so great to talk to. We have these two incredible women who started a community fridge, which is this new movement. I actually don't know how new it is. I shouldn't be calling it a new movement, but it is a mutual aid movement that has started in New York that's really exciting. So we'll be talking to them and plenty of others. So this is just the kickoff. We're going to be doing similar format to our previous two seasons, on a guest, off a guest. So like a a smart, informed, interesting guest. And then the next week, just me and Sophie talking about, you know, something idiotic, but hopefully giving some interesting uh, advice. Like when you learned that Paloma is how to say grapefruit in Spanish. Yep. Guys, that's how you say grapefruit in Spanish. Please don't quote us. It's apparently how you say dove, but the cocktail is called a Paloma, and you might see why that was confusing for some people. (laughs) But, you know, the biggest thing of all is that Ari and I now have merch. Guys, we got swag. We have baseball caps and coasters. Huge. And we're selling them on our Instagram and also on Shopify. But like the website is too complicated for me to tell you. So just go on our website, havinganightpodcast.com or on our Instagram. We're excited about it. I mean, it's only taken us two years. So the the hats are adorable. They're, they're very chic. They're white. They're very minimal. They have our cute little logo and they say on the back, we are all guac guy. I mean, that's the truth. We're a democracy here. Having a night. Know thyself. Yes. (laughs) Know thyself and caveat emptor. Just kidding. That doesn't apply here at all. Okay. What'd you eat this week? 
Well, this week was uh, a lot of duds. However, I was <laughs> a lot of um, disappointments in the culinary realm. However, I did make a side dish on the grill with some uh, two baby. I will, I'm going to say baby, but I don't know. They could have been fully grown eggplants, two ripe eggplants from the garden and some very, very late summer tomatoes, early fall tomatoes, maybe is a better way of saying it. I sliced the tomatoes, sliced some shallots really thin, olive oil, salt, pepper, wrapped them in a foil packet, put them on the grill. And then I sliced the eggplant, little salt. I didn't pre-salt them. I'm just too lazy to do that. Um, Grilled those up, chopped them. And then Oh, sorry. I also put feta in with the tomatoes. Ooh. And then I poured that over uh, the eggplant with all of its amazing tomato water slash olive oil and slash cheese juice. Very juicy, like a golden tomato broth, if you will, with like a lot of fat. And had that with like some some bread to dunk in it. A that great insane. appetizer. Like I, I, I also made steak, but I really just wanted to eat that, you yeah. know? hundred percent. sounds so flavorful and really packing in those late summer flavors. That's what I'm all about. Man. Packing in flavor. Just like Guy Fieri. Bro. <laughs> Got to pack in those late summer uh, nightshades. Yeah. I love a nightshade. I'm sorry that a lot of people don't, that their systems don't agree with nightshades. That's a real bummer. Debbie Downer. Sorry. I'm trying to be empathetic. Yeah. Okay. What about you? What did you eat this week? Well, I don't want to talk about what I ate this week. I want to talk about something that happened this week, which was that on Saturday, my dad choked. Oh my God. I can't. Incredibly terrifying. (gasps) It was me, my husband, Harry, and my dad. We were all staying upstate at my parents' house. My dad choked and it was like really fucking scary. Could not breathe. Called 911. Had to do the Heimlich. I mean, I was, he turned blue. Like I was watching him being like, I can't believe I'm going to watch my father die. Like it was so fucking intense. How did it start? You need to tell the story. He ate, he was like ate a piece of steak and it got stuck. And was it first like, I can't get this out. So like he basically walked to, he walked and he was closing a door and he turned around and was kind of like slapping his chest and I was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he shook his head. And usually, of course, it's like, you know, a person's like, yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah, yeah. It's, this is embarrassing. And like, there was just no sound, right? It's like, there's no sound escaping. It's just lodged. It was so scary. So he started obviously like trying to get it out. Harry started doing the Heimlich. Oh I called 911. And of course, I'm like trying to stay calm, but I'm also like watching my dad turn blue. Oh my God. So we put him over a chair and he started kind of like doing it himself, which P.S. I learned that from Sex in the City because Miranda chokes. So (laughs) Sex in the City saved my life. Oh my God. Michael Patrick King saved my dad's life. Um, So he was like basically doing that while Harry was also doing the Heimlich. Then we switched. Is the Heimlich something you need to learn or is it just like- So this is what I wanted to talk about is like, guys- just learn how to do the Heimlich correctly because the 911 operator was incredible and was like, okay, this is how you do it and walked us through it. So basically you put your hand into a fist with your thumb facing into the person, right? Okay, so like so they're in front of you. on the outside of the, f- or, or tucked into your fingers? Uh, no. So it should be like on top of your fist. 
Okay. And the person is in front of you and you place your fist like just above their belly button with your thumb facing up, right? So like the thumb is like towards the rib. You take your other hand and put it around your fist. Okay. And then you pull in and up at the same time, right? So it's like, it's almost like activating your diaphragm to like push it out. And what does that do exactly? I think it's like it pushes the diaphragm and then it expels whatever is stuck. So like you can do the same thing with a chair, with like a corner of a, of a counter if you're by oh yourself, but it was really scary. And so I just encourage people cause like, you just never know it can just happen. Right. And it's like, we're all in a rush and we're all trying to eat so quickly and, and things are delicious. And so you want to eat them and, and anyway, so it was, it was really freaky, but I'm so glad that he's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so also PSA, please remember to chew your food and don't swallow large bites of things. It's very frightening. Then after that, I noticed like how huge my bites are. Cause I'm just, I'm so, I love food, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I want to like get as much of it into my body as possible, as quickly as possible. Yeah. But I got to stop. I got to stop. It was very, very, very scary. He is okay. Obviously knock on wood. But um, yeah, so look up how to do the Heimlich correctly. Hopefully I explained it okay. But that is my PSA of the week. Okay, now on to bigger and brighter things. Not bigger, but brighter. Wow, 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 wow. So (laughs) today we are talking about our season three fantasy launch party because we cannot actually have a launch party because it's a COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. If we could have this party, what kind of party would we have? We're going to get really excited about it because that's the only way to live right now is through fantasy. And And what's so exciting about this is like, I mean, we're not inhibited by cost or reality or reality. (laughs) It's just all fantasy. But also Ari and I were saying to each other the other week, like when I can't sleep, I just lie there and like imagine parties that I would want to have or like dinners that I would want to throw. It's come to this way to get yourself to sleep. And I figure if we plan this launch party now, eventually we can throw it and then we can just re-listen to this episode and be like, oh, right, we're serving this and this is how many who we're inviting and and where it's going to be. So we're just going to plan it now and stow it away on the airwaves. Exactly. Stow it on air. So it's a party. We're sort of also referring to it as like Ari and Sophie's wedding because Mm -hmm. we want it to be such a big party that it's like basically wedding. We want everyone to feel the importance of this union and this new beginning, which is season three and also our wedding. Yeah. So it's also a new year's party because we're just pissed about 2020 that it's still going on. So like, let's just celebrate the end of 2020 now. A hundred percent. I get really scared. Like what if 2021 sucks just as much as 2020? Stop. I am not putting that bad juju out there. You really got to stop with this. (laughs) I'm sorry. Just trying to be honest about how I feel. Okay. Let's talk about the vibe. So I want people to feel like, yes, this is important. They are witnessing um, a vow that two people have made together (laughs) to each other to uh, the end of their days. Um, They are, you know, they are celebrating the launch of something that they enjoy. So, you know, the the show, (laughs) we're not just inviting all of our friends you know, people, not everyone's going to know each other. So I think the vibe is like, 
relaxed, but very eventful, but like obviously a little silly so that people feel like they can come out of their shell, be a little goofy, but it's, there's also elegance and a bit over the top. Like it's also a new year's celebration. So, you know, you might be saying happy new year at midnight, but you, they're also, you know, you, you know that you're going to be beautifully lit by candlelight at the same time. Right. I think it should, I think it's, it's chic. It's sexy. It's silly. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I think it should feel like it has so many different stages. We, not only is it a wedding and a New Year's party, it's also it a slumber ends. party. Yes. So I think it should have all these different things where you're like, maybe oh I'm hanging God. out by a little campfire roasting a s'more, or maybe I'm in a photo booth posing with a baguette, or maybe I'm on a dance floor with my hair whipping back and forth. It's like uh, the party that we all need so badly that it literally doesn't, the night doesn't end. So it's a slumber party. The night that never ends. The party that never sleeps. You know what I mean? It's the longest night. Having a night, the night that never ends. And what I like about this is that then we can combine all the things that we're obsessed with into one big evening, meaning... We're having a dinner party, but it's also a dance party. It's also a chip hour. It's also a costume party. Oh, wow. You should feel honored if you're invited because this is not the kind of party that you just like drop in and then leave. This is like, it's, you're staying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're staying. Um, so I'm yeah. thinking maybe like outside because it's fall. Maybe we get some heat lamps. So we've got some fires going just to celebrate autumn, take advantage of all the natural pops of color that are happening, especially, you know, on the East Coast. Absolutely. I had been picturing it like doing like a sit down thing in one of our apartments, but I think outside is the way to go. We have to embrace the bounty, of course, fall bounty. What is it about bounty? Everybody's always talking about that in relation to produce, but like Yes, we want to embrace that, but also that little nip in the air. I think it allows you to to dress with much more grace. How do you think people should dress? So I have a couple of thoughts. My first thing was like, okay, we're going slumber party. We're going pajama party. I've always wanted to do a yes. pajama party, which I know people have heard about. But then just talking about being outside in the fall, I'm like, maybe it's you have to wear autumn colors. You can't wear black. You can't wear like teal. Okay, you could do a pop of teal, but like dress autumnal, whatever that means to you, or like dress like a tree, whatever that means to you. Wow, you're getting a little abstract. <laughs> Too cerebral? Uh, no, I, I'm into it. I, I think I prefer the slumber party idea because it will be cold, right? I'm thinking maybe we have blankets, maybe a couple ponchos that are available for people to use. Taking inspo from when we went to that uh, outstanding in the field dinner party years ago, and it was so freezing and they lent us blankets. So maybe there are some like, you know, plaid and what's the other one called? Uh, Houndstooth. Maybe we've got some of those hanging around the site, the party site. Yeah. I love the idea of people wearing pajamas of all different kinds, but it's a little, it's like pajama formal. That, pajama chic? Thing. If we don't say pajama formal, then a guy is going to show up in like, you know, the flannel pants that he's had since 1999. But I think that like could a be Go funny. Rangers shirt. 
I think that could be funny though, if not everyone does that. If there's like one guy doing that, that's hilarious to me. Yes. I think, listen, it's like in a way, even though we're planning this party and pretending that COVID doesn't exist, we're also embracing COVID by using the theme of pajama. Sure. But also we're embracing having a night under the stars, the night that never ends. You're sleeping over until the night is truly ended and the sun has risen again. (laughs) I love it. It's very midsummer. Um, Oh, it's fall. It's not midsummer. It's fall. I love it. Okay, great. So we're going pajama. I'm loving this. I had been thinking like, okay, maybe 30, 35 people, but we want this night to be whack-a-doodle-doo. So I'm like, maybe we're having 85 people. Wow. I can't even imagine what 85 people looks like because I have only been living like an eight-person max bubble, except your wedding. 11 people is the most I've been around in months. (laughs) I I like, what is 85? How many square feet? Like how long is that table? Sure. Let's do it. 85. 85. What if we put them in like a horseshoe table? Yes. Oh my God. Cause that also feels very kind of like there's something not medieval, but like, like we're having like a, a witch's meeting. You know what I mean? Like there's, okay. I just see candles and like these people in this horseshoe. And there's also an area in the center, like maybe if there's some kind of dance or, Ooh. you know, sacrifice or a presentation of the food of some kind. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe like someone is doing uh, some fire eating uh, presentation. <laughs> it's a show. There's maybe a show. I don't know. Maybe there's a show. A That's show. true. It's funny. There's that's something we haven't really spoken about is like entertainment in that way. Maybe there's like a, yeah, maybe there's a, a three piece brass band. Oh, I love that. I love that too. I always get very shy about the fact about like live entertainment at a dinner or at a wedding, because I always feel like, Hey man, like I'm an entertainer too. Like I feel like I want to feel like I'm on their wavelength. And I feel very weird if people feel like I'm performing for you guys. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I'm kind of like, I'd probably rather be hanging out with you guys than with the guests here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now that we know that the party is 85 people, like I said it was, who are the 85 people? Obviously have to be having a night supporters. I think there should certainly be people who are fans who, you know, maybe can get here. We do a giveaway or something, like have all of our, our people who we've never met in person, our Chip Hour support group. But I, I do that. think people who have been on the show, people who have been like behind the scenes on the show or supporters of the show, people yeah. who would be like down to party with us. Exactly. People who don't know anything about the show yet, but we know they'll love it. Like yeah. RuPaul. RuPaul, if you're listening, the season is dedicated secretly to trying to get you to come on. Yes. Ru, we would love to have you on the podcast and you will be the guest of honor at this fantasy party that we're trying to plan right now. Oh, just putting that out there. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I love it. Okay, I agree. I think that's the perfect mix of guests. So are you thinking like an antipasti or like a chip hour situation? Like people come around five, six, there's some snacks. Is there a lot of chips? Is there cheese? Is there meat? So I have such a specific idea of what I want to serve people and how we're going to serve 85 people oh that I'm kind of like, okay, if I have that idea, then how do I bridge it with chip hour? Well, that's why I'm here. Hit me with it. Okay. This is my run of show. Okay. 
is I think people get here exactly around five, five to six 30 is milling around having a punch, which guys it's fall. So we're not drinking whore water because it's not watermelon season anymore. So milling around, having a punch, having an aperitif of some kind, having some chips, but like light chips, we're not going heavy on chips and dips because my meal, then I have like a whole antipasti situation with my meal. Wait, so you're saying though, you're not seeing um, a beautiful tablescape that is just uh, a mountain of chips. You're not seeing that. Like now that you see it, I'm seeing it's so vivid in my in my mind's eye. But maybe well, she also just did a hand motion that implied that it was like tall and cascading. Yes, cascading is precisely the word. If it's tall and cascading and chips, then who am I to say no? in the face of such beauty. Okay. I'm in. Great. We start with chip hour. You don't have to give in. Like what is your appetizer for this meal that you have planned? My appetizer is I'm making tiny lamb meatballs with herbs and I want to put it out so that it looks like a giant porcupine. So like they have a tiny toothpick in them. So it looks like a very, like a porcupine of delicious, tiny meatballs. Maybe there's a little yogurt dipping sauce. Okay. That's like while people mill around, I'm also making papadam. And I was thinking because papadam are crunchy, that I referred to that as being an alternative chip in our chip hour last week. Guys, if you don't know what chip hour is, every Wednesday we do an Instagram live. Wednesday is 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Instagram live. We drink and talk about chips and eat, and it's really fun. So chip hour, alternative chip hour, I was talking about papadam. So I was thinking I would make a bunch of papadam. That would be like my chip. So it'd be Mm. milling around. There's a porcupine of meatballs. There's papadam chips. And then for the seeded meal, I'm making all of these Indian curries and stews that I will have started two days before so that I'm not freaking out the day of the party about food. I like that. What do you think? I was thinking about doing a menu that features different dishes from different guests from seasons past. Like, so it would, I know you don't like this, but they would, it would be kind of, uh, I'm going to say the P word, potluck Don't say it. Don't say it when I'm here. I don't have a problem with like a smorgasbord of things that all taste different. I don't have a problem with it. I believe you when you say that. (laughs) I, my, my taste buds are so advanced that they welcome a range of flavor at any given moment. Mine also welcome a range of flavors, but like, I don't want all of those flavors to be butting up against one another, trying to compete for space on my palate. I don't know. There's my palate is, um, expansive. Mine is also expansive, but they're literally being like, give me space. I want you to be able to taste my ginger. And the other thing is being like, no, fuck you. I want you to be able to taste my bird's eye chili. And the other thing is being like, what about my basil? Well, okay, can I just tell you what's on my menu and then yes, you can tell yes, me if you like it. Yes. Sure. Please. I go have on. my tiny lamb meatballs. I must stress that they're tiny. Then I'm making something called chicken kabali, which is a chicken with ground almonds. It has mace in it. It has yogurt in it. It's so good. So fragrant, so aromatic mace, nutmeg, all those kinds of flavors and making a sog paneer, get a little Mm -hmm. bit of cheese in there. Yum. Delicious. Making a cauliflower with scallions and black mustard seed, a smoked eggplant with herbs. Yum. The saffron rice. Wow. 
maybe with some cardamom in there. Maybe the cardamom is too much for the saffron rice. It sounds and, delicious. And then I maybe like, the like theme. a stir fried okra, right? Like all these delicious warming Indian, Indian spices. What do you think? I'd love it. I mean, it sounds delicious. It goes really well with the fall idea. It definitely cuts us some work. The smells will be incredible. Incredible. See, this is my issue with doing the potluck thing is like all the competing smells. You want something where it's like all feels like one, you know, it feels like part and parcel of the same thing. Not like I'm watching a bunch of different sketches. I don't know. I, I variety Manic. to me Manic. as, as <laughs> variety is the spice of life. I'm a, okay. Just picture this. Just humor me. There's a big table because it's 85 people. I'm not seeing like a sit down plated because no one is working this party. Keep in mind, it's just me and you. So it's not like you've got waiters like serving each course, you know, serve on the left, clear on the right. You've got this big, beautiful table, much like, yeah, at a wedding or, uh, you know, an event. And there is a beautiful pasta dish inspired by Clue Henry. There is a Fonio dish like with meat on top that's inspired by Pierre Thiam. There's some steak. There's this like a is steak so station. Top Chef. This is so like one of those weird things where like people walk in and they're like, weird. Oh, one of this station instead of this station. No, <laughs> no. Oh, I, see, I think that then we have to have a little cute little card that says, you know, inspired by this episode with this person. And then we see like the little episode announcement, little picture on it. But you know what I have to say? Do you know what the tagline of this podcast is? Dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Because throwing a dinner party is an art. So I want to bring back the artistry. I don't want to overwhelm people's palates with a melange of flavors that don't go together. I want something that feels beautiful, well-planned, well-executed. And you can recruit people to put the big bowls on the table. Okay. Okay. So how about this? Okay. Fine. Okay. Yes. If you let me have a cascading tower of chips for chip hour, I then allow, we can do I allow. your menu. We can okay. Do oh, okay. Great. Done. Perfect. Okay. Then dessert. I was thinking either we're making like a beautiful rice pudding. Mm-hmm. Getting sweaty just thinking about it. Or an apple crisp to really go fall. Oh, okay. Or we can have a little bit of my idea seep back in and have like a dessert table that has desserts that have been featured on the episode. Like okay. we have your favorite. I'm trying to lure you in, Sophie. Your favorite hot chocolate by Maury Rubin. We can have, I, I'm sure we've ha- mentioned other pastries. Okay. And I'm giving a thumbs up to this, but what I want is both. I want us to serve dessert, which will be apple crisp, and then there's a, a dessert table. Because you also want to having a night sheet cake? Yes, of course. All right. All right. This is a yes and episode. I got it. Because <laughs> remember how it's actually a fantasy? <laughs> but it's true. We both get very heated. But do you know what I want to talk about really briefly? Mm-hmm. Dessert tables, the desserts are never fucking good. It's like you're captivated by how many options there are. And you're like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to have like a waffle and a snow cone and a clear. And then none of them are well executed. So see, I completely disagree. I think you have the wrong friends. I have been to some really, really bomb parties that featured incredible dessert tables. Um, check back in see with season two, Alana Shulman heir to the Eli's cheesecake throne. They, every party that their family has, has a dessert table and the desserts are insane. Everyone is just waiting for the desserts to come out. Yeah. But that's like 
a friend who happens to be a cheesecake magnate. I just think there's ways we can do it to make it good. Me it's too. me and also, you. Also, it's a fantasy. Ours, it's going to be delicious. I'm so on board. I just want the more the merrier. Okay, great. So we got to dessert. Our tablescape, we didn't really touch. Did we touch on it? It's gourds, guys. It's obviously <laughs> gourds and candles. It's like sexy candlelight. It's Colorful gourds, big pumpkins. Yeah, beautiful floral arrangements, branches. I've been seeing a lot of dried hydrangeas. Guys, hydrangeas, I think people think like, oh, once they start to turn brown, they're ugly. It holds its shape and it's so beautiful. So I'm like big hydrangeas, big leaves, branches, like you said. Oh, it's going to be- I love that. Here's what I'm thinking in terms of now, because you've got me thinking about merch now that we're selling stuff. Mm. Since it's a slumber party, what if we put on the back of everyone's chair or on their um, on their charger, uh, we make having a night eye masks, like sleep masks, and they say like having a night night. I'm obsessed. I will wear that every day. Yeah. I wear a sleep I, mask every oh, night. Do you wear a, a sleep mask? Um, sometimes. Um, but just a, a beautiful little silk, and then everyone can have it and take it home, but also can wear it around their head. A great photo op. Great I photo want booth. them in like a seafoam green silk or in black silk. What about a navy silk? Okay, sure. But All also right. seafoam green? Sure. Like both? Maybe one side. Ooh, okay. Okay. I love it. Ooh, God, those sound so gorgeous cursive having a night yes night having a night night with like a like maybe a little winky eye or something i love it maybe our logo on a tag somewhere or on the back i don't know someone talk to me who knows how to make sleep masks but okay so how about after dinner like dancing definitely bonfire staying outside blankets what if there are we we really embrace this and there are like games that come out. Like we have two beautiful like pots or urns come out in there. Like one is labeled truth and one is dare like around the bonfire. And we can play, get a game of truth or dare going like really going full force sleeping sleepover. I'm insanely. And first of all, I live for truth or dare. I haven't played it in way too long. Are you more a dare or a truth? Dare 100% every time. What about you? Truth. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. I'm so lazy. I don't want to like get up and run around, take my top off. Or I'm like, let me just sit here. And Sophie, I'm a storyteller. You are a storyteller. I'm a weaver of tales. I'm a weaver of tales and the canvas is my body. Uh, <laughs> wow. I would just say, I feel like I'm an extrovert in that particular way <laughs> where literally I'm like, okay, I hope the dares get naked because I love to run around naked. Wow. Well, if there is anything else, I'm probably not going to do it. That's we've a got, lot. We've got the entertainment covered between you and me. <laughs> I, you know, I might be, I might have a costume change and like dress up like a really old fortune teller or something and tell ghost stories. Like or I might, or like a witch, I might reappear as a witch. And because maybe there's some people who don't want to play truth or dare. And maybe there's like a Ouija board crew oh, of like yeah. kind of more nerdy kids who weren't ready to kiss. There might also be like a a spin the bottle section. I think there's a lot of different sections at this party. It's organic. Exactly. It's all very organic. No one's telling you where to go. I'll probably, I'll probably be over by the making a s'more, waiting for somebody to give me a dare, you know. Yeah. 
After the dancing, of course, because that's what we need right now is a lot of bodies dancing, expressing themselves in strange ways, not caring what other people think. That's what we're all about. That's the vibe. Yeah. I miss dancing in public a lot, a lot. And when I say in public, I just mean like I miss dancing with other bodies. Yes. No? Boy, do I miss that. Okay. I think this is great. Wait, we have to talk about what are we drinking? Because if it's not summer, we're not having whore water at the top. What's our fall equivalent of whore water? That's really tough because the watermelon is what makes it special and identifiable by its beautiful fuchsia color. I was thinking grapefruit is maybe the only other fruit that comes close I mean, guava comes close, but it's like, how how easily can you get like, you know, 500 fresh guavas? Not no, that. it's harder than you could get watermelon. To, you uh, know, that also goes against the ethos of seasonality, locality. I mean, part of me is like, okay, what's nice about whore water is like, it has that thicker texture, but you want that in the summer. Maybe you don't want that as much in the winter. Mm, I don't know. Talk to me. True, but I want to nominate the Spagliato as the whore water of fall, of course, we'll have to come up with, well, it does mean the mistake. Mm-hmm. Spagliato means mistake. So, and once again, of course, don't quote us on us on this, but I'm- No, it does mean that. And just and that, so you know, the G is silent. It's Spagliato. It makes a wild sound. So a Spagliato, I think would be great because, okay, it's basically a Negroni without the gin. So without the gin, but with Prosecco. So mm-hmm. it is sweet vermouth, Campari, and Prosecco. And I think it's beautiful. It's dark purple. You can drink a lot of them. I'm totally down. That sounds so good and um, exciting. The fizziness makes it exciting. Right? Yeah, exactly. I think for now that can be a placeholder. Maybe it'll end up being our permafall whore water, but at least it's a good way to start. Good place to start. And then I want to be serving beer and Riesling with all that Indian food. I think that sounds great and a really good way to cut through the potential heaviness because this is not a sleepover where like you have dinner and you go to sleep. Yeah. You've got to get ready to, uh, you know, get that body moving and grooving. Also, there's going to be more, you know, there's got to be a late night course of food. Yeah. Hot dogs? What are we going to do? Of course. Wouldn't that be so fun? All of a sudden you turn around and it's you and I working a hot dog truck. Oh my God. We could rent out a hot dog cart. I'm also into the idea of roasting the hot dogs on the fire and having the cart have just all the toppings, but that also takes a while. And sometimes as evidenced by my birthday party this past year, I I think that all of my friends want to DIY food as much as I do. And then no one does. I had a pasta making party for everyone who hasn't heard about this yet. And I was like, okay, we'll all make pasta together. And then like, no one wanted to make pasta except for me. And then there was not enough food because I was just slaving away (laughs) making dinner. Yeah. uh, You know, the DIY thing, inviting people over to work, they don't want to work. They want to sit and have a drink. But like roasting a roasting a hot dog is like roasting a s'more. I mean, it's exactly it's the it's the the least you could ask from yeah. your guests. And like you can also eat it not roasted. Same with a s'more. It'll be better if you roast it. But a hot dog is pre cooked. It's a cured meat, y'all. Y'all, it's true. Although I think probably a lot of people think hot dogs are just raw. They're not. Okay. I'd say we've basically reached the end of the party, right? I can't wait to go to this party that won't happen for another Me year. 
I want to say, I think there might also be like a hot tub or a really, really warm pool. I love that. Okay, cool. I just want to make a pact right here, right now. Our listeners can bear witness that we are going to have this party. Somehow, some way, we're going to have this party. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. We're getting married and it's New Year's and it's the season three launch. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) There's definitely got to be a countdown for New Year's and it's happy season three. (laughs) (laughs) But it's definitely metaphorical New Year's. Yeah. Well, guys, welcome to season three. Thank you for listening. Come back next week. We have Douglas Little. We're so excited. We're going to be mostly talking about Halloween and all things spooky, scary. Yeah. We're going to hit you with some real good ideas for how to have your COVID-friendly Halloween dinner parties this year. Check us out on Instagram at having a night. Check out our hats and our coasters. If you have other ideas for merch, let us know. I don't know, an apron? I do. I do aprons. I do. I do aprons. I do. Why did you ask me? I just did. Well, I thought you were asking them. Yeah, I know. I was sort of like throwing it out there, you know, hey. But I'm curious about your thoughts too, Ari. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Colin, for your incredible editing as usual. And thank you to all of our listeners for being here. For being here, for staying with us, please. Uh, It helps the show if you guys rate us and leave a review. I don't know why. It's the evil algorithms at work. But follow, rate the podcast, help us reach uh, the top charts like we did last season, and you will be rewarded. (laughs) With more episodes. Yeah. Okay, see you next week. Bye.